welcome to another episode of the Soul Circle Podcast. I am your host, Jennifer Beltoff. Now, Soul Circle is a podcast all about unearthing who you are, finding joy, and really a podcast where you can see and hear that you are not alone. All of us go through the same type of things and we need one another. We absolutely need one another, which is why it is not just a podcast. It is also a community space online, off of social media, where you are able to connect with other like-minded, amazing individuals who are on this journey just like you. I highly encourage you to come on by, say hello, introduce yourself. You can find the link to it over on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com, and I can tell you I cannot wait to meet you. If you are new to this podcast, I welcome you and encourage you just to settle in. Take me with you on your walk or while you're doing something in the house. Maybe you're cleaning, you know, take me along with you. If you are returning, my heart is just filled with so much gratitude for your love and for your support. And I just thank you all for being here week after week with me. Now for this week's topic, I really wanted to dive in and talk about how we can find ourselves going down that rabbit hole of comparison. Now, raise your hand. I mean, how many times have you done this? How many times have you looked at something, seen something, or heard something? And then all of a sudden, you just feel bad. You just, oh, you feel terrible. And you feel terrible because you're comparing yourself to whatever it is you saw, whatever it is you heard, and you're just not feeling like the best version of yourself. I have both hands raised because I have done this more times than I care to count. And I'm sure you have too, right? Oh, we just do it all the time. And so today I wanted to specifically talk about three ways that we can step away from that comparison game. Three ways that we can just navigate ourselves out of it and start to feel better. Because isn't that what we all want to feel just really good about ourselves? without thinking we should be doing something else. We need to be doing this or that we're too late on this, whatever it is. Because all so often that is all we are doing. I know it. We're human, right? Like it is really what happens. But first I want to address one thing because I know one major way that we kind of get lost in this comparison game is through social media. Ugh. It just feels heavy even saying the words because I know it. So I really want us to acknowledge and know and believe truly in our hearts that social media is not, and I want to repeat, is not an accurate depiction of someone's life. It's not. It is really only this tiny, teeny, tiny sliver of what they want you to see. It's curated. It's intentional. It is only what they want you to see. So why do we compare ourselves to this curated, amazing, beautiful life that someone is showing us? It's not there. It's not real. It is just a piece of it, you know? And we look at someone's feet and we think, oh, their life looks beautiful. Their life looks amazing. They're so happy. But here's the thing. You have no idea what's really going on in their head. You have no idea what might have happened five minutes before they snapped that picture or five minutes after. 
what mess might be laying at their feet, the dishes that might be piled up in their kitchen that you don't see because they're taking the photo in their backyard. You really have no idea what's happening on the other side, outside of those four corners of that picture. So we need to just stop that, you know, like stop that comparison to this beautiful, curated, amazing feed that is only a sliver of someone's life. All right. So now that that's out of the way, now that we know social media is not, you know, an actual depiction, let's give ourselves some grace. And when we are looking at people's feeds, when we are looking at their imagery or what they're saying or what they're doing, know it's a slice of life. It's not the every day, all the time. I mean, if there was a camera on me like all the time, ooh, it would be messy, right? It would be absolutely messy. You even have to look at reality TV. Like that's not their whole everyday life. It's, it's a piece of it. There is so much more that happens in our lives outside of what we share. And it's important to remember that when we're looking at other people's things and comparing ourselves to what they're doing. All right. Now let's dig into really just three ways that you can give yourself some grace. Three ways that you can stop the comparison and start to be, to be happier because you're, you're digging into you, digging into really what is lighting you up. Now, the first thing that I want to talk about, the first way, is really about the unfollow button, right? Now, go on this journey with me for a second, because I love thinking about people's, you know, their, their Instagram feed, their Facebook page, their website, their podcast, whatever it is, is really like their virtual front porch. I remember back in the day when blogging was a thing. And I always felt like when I wrote something and I put it out there that I was just inviting someone to kind of hang out with me on my front porch in a virtual kind of way. And so imagine, you will, all of those people that are in your feed, every time you look at their page, every time you go to, to their podcast or you go to their website, you're sitting on their front porch in this virtual way. And how does it feel? you know, to be sitting on their front porch? Do you have a cup of tea, a glass of wine, a nice big cold cup of water? Like you're hanging out with them, you know, you're chatting, you're seeing, you're hearing about their life. You're hearing about the latest things they've been up to, the things that are making them happy. And you're, you're sitting there with them. Now, what happens when they say, oh, come on in, come inside, you know, let's have a snack together. Do you instantly feel like, oh my gosh, yes, I want to come in. I want to keep this conversation going. Like this has been such a great day. I've loved hanging out with you. Or now do you feel like, yikes, put on the brakes, not ready to go inside. I got to get out of here. Maybe the conversation hasn't been so great. Maybe it has felt toxic or it's been all about gossip and you're just, you don't want to go down that road. Maybe. The conversation has just been pulling at your energy. And rather than you each filling each other up, you just feel totally drained. Whatever it is, however you are feeling, hanging out on that virtual front porch, you now have this choice, right? Are you going to go inside and hang out with them longer? Or are you going to politely say, sorry, but you know, I, I got to head out. And if that initial reaction was, 
I got to get out of here. Like, I don't want any more of this. Like, I'm good. Maybe it's time then to hit that unfollow button. Because really, you're the one who decided to come and hang out on their porch. Now you also can decide if you're going to stay or you're going to go. And that's really what the unfollow button is. You're deciding to let them stay or you're like, you know what? It's time for you to go. And so I really encourage you to use that unfollow button to your advantage, to know that you don't have to have that toxic, that draining, that gossipy kind of energy on your front porch. You don't. And you don't have to go to someone's front porch who it's going to feel like that. You can hit unfollow and really only have what is coming at you be stuff that feels good for you. Be stuff that feels like it brings you up, it energizes you, it inspires you, it encourages you to be a better person. That other stuff, you can ditch it. You really can. And I know it might feel like totally dicey to be like, oh, but this is a family member and they're draining to me. Can I really unfollow them? And I'm here to tell you, yes, you can, because it's just social media. And I think that's what we need to remember is it's only social media. It is not your real life interactions with people. You get to control and choose also the same way for your real life interactions with people. You get to control and choose if that's where you want to be or if you want to say no and go do something else. So take that control into your hands. Who do you, who's from porch do you want to hang out with? I know there's definitely someone like, oh, love being with them. Like, it's just so much fun. I love seeing what they're, they're doing. I love keeping up with them. I love listening to them, you know, and it's, it's makes me happy. But then there are other things that you're like, why am I even looking at this? Like, this is just bringing me down. You don't need that. You really don't need that energy in your life. So use that unfollow button, take the control into your hands and just let it go. There is absolutely no reason, and I know this just bears repeating, there's no reason for you to be standing on someone's virtual front porch that you don't want to be there. Unfollow, all right? Really, do it, I know. And it's gonna feel so hard, but it is also going to feel so freeing to do. But now let's just say you're with that person on their porch, And you're loving it. You're having the absolute best time. You want the conversation to last forever. You can't wait to come back again. You can't wait to hang out again. What do you do then? And for that, I encourage you to really engage with that person in an an authentic way. Because how often have you looked at something and you just tap the like, you just tap the heart and that's it. And then you keep scrolling. But there's really this great opportunity to open up dialogue, to open up conversation, and to engage with those folks that you're absolutely loving way beyond tapping like and keep scrolling. And you can do this so easily, you know, like being in a digital space allows us to easily happen. And you could do this by leaving a comment, sending them an email, sending them a private message, you know, but just letting them know that you know they're there. You see them, you appreciate them. You're so grateful for the things that you're sharing and the way that they're inspiring you. Let them know this. Really engage with them. How many folks have you really stopped and done that with? 
you know, you have these great, amazing people that come up in your feed that you're hanging out with on their virtual front porch. But have you stopped to really talk to them, to really get to know them beyond what it is they're posting? I know it's hard, right? Because we have so many people. But who do you really want to be engaging with? Do it with them. So that's number one. You're either going to step away and say, thanks, but no thanks. It's time for me to unfollow you. Or you're going to engage. You're going to share the kindness. You're going to really be present with them by leaving a comment, by reaching out to them, by doing something that lets them know that you're grateful that they're there. All right. So one or the other, the choice is in your hands. Who do you want to hang out with and who do you want to let go of? All right. Number two, and this is a big one because we can really get stuck in that comparison game, even when you're sitting with someone else, hanging out with them, having dinner with family. And you pick up your phone and you're like, oh, you just see something, right? And it brings you down. But why are we looking at our devices when we're with other people? And I know we, we all do this way too often where we are not fully present with the people that we're with. We're more present with this digital space. Why? Why do we do it? Because it's easy, right? It's easy just to pick up and disconnect. But it's really time to disconnect so that we can reconnect with the people that we're with. When you're sitting at the dinner table, you know, keeping that phone away, maybe putting it in the other room or keeping it in your bag, but not pulling it out so that you can be really engaged and intentional with whoever is in front of you. To kind of pull yourself out of that comparison game, it's time to be present. Really, truly be present. To listen to what the people are saying in front of you, to hear them, to engage with them to make eye contact, right? Make eye contact with them. Be really, really present. And maybe that is at a work meeting. Maybe that is while you're out to dinner with a friend. Or maybe it's even just with yourself. How often are you present with just yourself when you are alone? Are you doing something to kind of stay distracted? Maybe you're watching TV. Maybe you're scrolling on social media, listening to a podcast, listening to music. Like, are you doing something to take your mind off of feeling just how you're feeling? I know I do it often too, right? But let's give ourselves this gift of being present with wherever we are, whether that be with other people or with yourself. Because think of how it feels like, have you ever been with someone and you're like pouring your heart out? Or maybe you're just engaged in a regular conversation, but I've have, this happened to me both ways, right? And you're talking to them and you're sharing something and they're engaged, right? They're listening to you. But then all of a sudden, maybe they get a text message and the beep goes off and they pick up their phone and you're still talking, but they're, they're checked out. They're totally somewhere else. And they might be saying like, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, as if they're listening, but you know, they're not, you can feel it. You can feel it in their energy. You can feel it in their non-responsiveness to really what you're saying. And how does that feel? It feels awful, right? You feel like, why am I even telling you this? Do you even want to hear it? Do you even care? Am I just invisible, right? Like we just start to feel that way. And 
you know that feeling because it's happened to you. So don't do it to other people. Really give the people you're with that gift of being present with them. And in order to do this, you might have to set some boundaries, right? And maybe those boundaries look like at the dinner table, no phones. This is the rule. This is the boundary. Everyone needs to adhere. I know so many people when they go out to dinner have their phone right on the table. Why? You don't need to. I intentionally try to just like keep it in my bag. I don't need to have it out. And maybe also you need to set boundaries for yourself. Do you wake up first thing in the morning and instantly go for your phone? Do you do it before you're going to bed, just scrolling before your head hits the pillow? You know, I know there's people who have boundaries about not having the phone in the bedroom at all. I'm guilty of having my phone in the bedroom because I do use it as my alarm clock. And I have read a few things that Ariana Huffington talks about and saying like, no, like we all need regular old school alarm clocks, you know, where all that they're intended to do is just to wake you up because otherwise you have this extra added distraction right there, ready for you to grab. I think she even makes like a little bed that you can put your phone on outside of the bedroom, you know, so it's like. When you're putting yourself to bed, before you do that, you put your phone to sleep, turn it off, put it away, then go into the bedroom and put yourself to bed. But it's important. It's important to know like what kind of boundaries you need to set so that you don't get into kind of this time suck and this going down this rabbit hole into technology that you don't really need to be doing at that particular moment in time, right? Like you're, you just woke up. That's not the first thing you need to be seeing. And I know when I do do that personally, when immediately I wake up and grab my phone, start answering emails, start doing whatever it is I feel that I need to be doing. It sets the tone for the rest of my day and it doesn't feel good. You know, it just, it doesn't feel good. But if instead my alarm goes off, I turn it off and then I get out of bed, start to work out or go to in front of my altar and journal. If I do those things instead, ah, it totally changes the tone for the day. A hundred percent. It absolutely does. But I really need to be intentional about that. I really need to have those boundaries set, be present and not allow myself to say, I'm just going to go into this world of distraction. What can you do for yourself? What does it look like for you? Do you maybe need to have like a little box that you actively put your phone in, close the lid and say for the next hour, I'm not going to open that box. You know, sometimes we really need to, you know, create some kind of a ritual or some kind of place where that device can be out of sight, you know, and hopefully then out of mind, even though a lot of times I feel that can become really hard as well. But it's really important, really important for us to find what's going to work for you, find what boundaries you need to set so that you can be intentional. So really think about that. How can you be intentional and be more present when you are with others? How can you choose to say, you know what? I'm here with you. I'm going to be here with you. Later, I can address all those emails that are coming in. It's important, right? It's really important to give the gift of time to others when you're with them. 
So that's number two, setting your boundaries, being present with whoever you are around and doing that with intention, really doing that with the intention that you want to connect with yourself if you're there with yourself alone or with others if you are with other people. All right, number three. Now, this is probably my favorite because it's really the most fun. Like, it's hard to do the unfollow, right? It's hard to be like, oh, I need to turn you off. And it can be hard to set those boundaries and to find ways for yourself to be present. But this one is totally positive and it's really about connecting with others and doing it with just joy and in such a positive way. So for number three, it's all about compliments. And think about this. When is the last time like you intentionally gave someone a compliment? When's the last time you thought, oh, I love that sweater on you. And I actually then said the words out loud and told you that I loved that sweater on you. I think so often we are just kind of in this mindset of do, 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 go, 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 that we don't take that time to compliment people. We just assume they know that that sweater looks amazing on them. But gosh, when someone gives you a compliment, doesn't it feel good? All right, I know it can also feel awkward if we struggle with accepting compliments. But still, it does feel good like to have someone acknowledge something about you, to see something in you. It feels great. And so for number three, share those compliments, really. And I just encourage you at least once a week to choose someone to compliment. And you can do this in Oh my gosh, so many different ways. Maybe it is in person when you're with someone and you see them and you actually say it out loud. Or maybe you're just thinking about a dear friend and you just love the way that she listens. You love the way that she becomes so present with you. Send her a letter, send her a note, maybe even a text or an email, but acknowledge it in some way. I am 100%, as you all know all about snail mail. So I really encourage that because there is something amazing about getting a handwritten note in your mailbox. And if it's a friend or a family member complimenting you, oh, what is better than that? Like what a gift you're giving them, right? And it just really spreads so much positive energy in the world. And I think the world can use all the positive energy that we are willing to put out there. So really choose someone each week. And if you can choose more than one person, go for it. But start with one, you know, to not overwhelm yourself. And who can you compliment this week? Who can you let them know that you just adore them, that you care about them, that you're so 100% grateful for them? And do it. Don't just think it in your head. Do it. Share that with them. Let them know all about it. And just shower them with compliments, with so much goodness. And it's twofold here because you doing that, you're going to feel so good about putting that down and giving that to someone else. And the recipient will also feel so good about receiving it. And again, don't make it complicated. Don't make it complicated at all. Maybe it is a text message or an email. But maybe you do want to, you know, call them up and let them know and say, hey, I was thinking about you and this is what I was thinking. Or maybe you want to go the snail mail route. Do it. Write something down. Put it in the mail and send them to them. But can really connect with those around you in a positive way 
by sharing and spreading compliments. Even just talking about it like I'm smiling because I just know how good it feels to do. And on the flip side of that, if someone does give you a compliment, I want to encourage you to accept it with grace. It might feel totally awkward, but if someone is giving you a compliment and you're like, oh, we're so quick to like brush it off, right? If someone is like, oh my God, that sweater looks great on you. You're like, oh, this, this thing, like I, I just got this at the Goodwill or, you know, I, I've had this forever. And we're brushing it off. We're downplaying whatever it is they're trying to, to gift us. Don't do that. Don't, you know, because you're doing a disservice to them. If someone is trying to give you a compliment, accept it with grace by simply saying, thank you. You don't have to say anything crazy. All you need to say is thank you. And that's it. What a beautiful exchange. This is wonderful about you. And you simply say, thank you. And that way you're not kind of now like pushing it off on the other person and making it even awkward for them that they gave you this compliment. Just say thank you. That's it. That's all you have to do. So those are your three things to kind of help us not go down the road of the comparison game. And it doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be wild. But really all we have to do is recognize we have the control of who's going to be in our virtual feeds. You can choose to unfollow. You can choose to silence, you know. I think you can also do that on social media channels where you can kind of mute them for some time. And then you can also choose to really engage with the people that are lighting you up. Second is to be present with whatever you're doing. And again, with yourself or with others, be present. And third, connect with those around you in the most beautiful, positive way by sharing compliments. Do it. It's going to feel so, so good. Now, you know who I love to give a writing prompt each week to kind of allow yourself to dig a little bit deeper into whatever it is we're chatting about. And this week, I really want us to think about the ways that you choose to show up on social media and how you might allow some people to stay around that you might, they might not be lighting you up. And to recognize that in this whole space, you really have a choice. You have a choice of who you're going to allow to enter. You have a choice of how you're going to let it affect you. Are you really going to, you know, sink down? Are you going to say, nope, seen it, but moving on. It's all of this. All of this is your choice. And it's really important to recognize and to acknowledge that. It's your choice even if you want to be on that platform, right? If you want to pick up your phone and scroll. Or if you're saying, you know what, I'm going to do something else. So for this week, really recognize just the power that you hold over yourself. The power of choice and how amazing and beautiful and wonderful that is. And just start with the words on your paper, I choose, and see where they take you. See where you go. And it might totally be that as you're writing, it has nothing to do with the way you're showing up on social channels, but it could go down a road you weren't even expecting. Go with that. Whatever comes up, go with it. Because that's really what needs to kind of unearth out of you. So give yourself that permission to to go wherever the prompt takes you and savor it and be in it and explore it. 
All right. So start with the words I choose and put them down and see what comes after that. And then head on over to our community space. Again, I really invite you to come on over to there and share what you wrote. See what other people are saying. Meet one another, connect with one another and know that like you can show up with your hair a mess. You can show up with dishes piled in your sink. It is a space for you. It's a space for all of us to be with one another in our most authentic, beautiful ways. And a lot of times that's going to look messy and that is totally okay. So again, come over to my website, jenniferbeltoff.com and the link is there to the Soul Circle community. It's also linked in the show notes below. And I am here every Sunday with a new episode of the podcast. And I just cannot wait to share more with you, to connect with you, and for us to be together. And remember, we are all in this together. We can do so much more together than we ever can alone. Thank you so, so much for joining me here this week. I look forward to chatting with you next Sunday, and we will talk soon. Thank you.